Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. Will Drew be locked out of the Broncos? Another debummer for the Mets. Plus, what are the Patriots going to do at quarterback? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Drew Locke may soon be Drew locked out of the building. The Denver Broncos trading a sixth round pick to get Carolina Panthers quarterback Teddy Bridgewater to figure out what this means and why the Broncos did this. Joining me now, Cody Rourke from Locked On Broncos. And that's the thing for me, Cody. I'm trying to figure out why you make this move now rather than after the draft when you see who you could have taken, you know, in the top 10. This is a Broncos team with the ninth overall pick as it stands right now. Yeah, no, I tell you what, this was a kind of a left ball. I mean, just like a, a weird kind of scenario to happen because you don't expect this to happen the day before the NFL draft. And leading up to the draft, Peter, everyone's talking about Denver, quarterback, Denver, quarterback. Well, now they go out, they get a quarterback, but it's through trade. And Teddy Bridgewater, obviously a veteran guy. So the thing, Peter, is that this was something that was sort of in the works for quite some time. The Broncos and, you know, Teddy Bridgewater's representation, they've had talks with the Panthers, but the biggest obstacle was that they were dealing with not wanting to pick up the $10 million guaranteed contract that Bridgewater was accounted for this upcoming season. So Denver was able to get Carolina to kind of eat that a little bit. Denver is going to pay $3 million of that plus $1.5 million of his salary. So Denver comes out of this, you know, in a really good position. They only give up a six round pick to be able to get him as well. Yeah, six-round pick for a guy who we know is at least a solid starter. Clearly, this tells us something about how Denver feels about Drew Locke. And so whether or not Drew Locke is moved here, I think, is is a question for after the draft. The reports as of now from Tom Pelissero and others is this does not affect how Denver views the quarterback position coming into the draft. So from your perspective, are guys like... Trey Lance, Justin Fields, are they in play? Because we also heard reports that Denver is getting a lot of offers for that ninth overall pick. Well, I, I certainly think so. So what Denver is going to look at doing tomorrow night or even tonight, actually, they're going to be looking at, um, you know, what what can they do? What do other teams want to do, right? So if Denver, if the board falls a certain way, if a Trey Lance or a Justin Fields are there for the Broncos at nine, more than likely, I wouldn't be shocked, Peter, if they take one of those two players there. The question is, will it fall out that way? There's various teams that want to trade up and, and try to get a quarterback. New England's a team to keep an eye on. The Washington football team potentially as well. Carolina, you know, sits there at the eighth spot and Miami Dolphins we know this too they've even filled the calls about maybe potentially having teams trade up to six there Denver is in a position though Peter if in fact a quarterback doesn't fall to them at nine Denver may very well trade back and acquire more capital and if there's a team out there that wants to move into the top 10 I imagine Denver's going to set the asking price at you know at least having a first round pick for next season or maybe even a second or a third rounder that way they have more capital going into next season and then you have Drew Locke Teddy Bridgewater competing at training camp to see who's going to be the starter. And then you're going to have your definitive answer as to whether or not Drew Locke is the guy and Teddy Bridgewater, whether or not he can be that guy that can mentor, back up, or even lead the team, especially at this point of his career. Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, another debummer for the Mets. That's next. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. 
Buying car parts can be a major hassle, especially right now when you don't want to go into the store. And even if you do go into the store, you have to deal with someone behind the counter who is going to have to go look up the parts in their warehouse on their computer. You have a computer, you have a smartphone, you have the internet. You can go to rockauto.com and do it yourself. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They've got a unique and remarkably easy to navigate catalog. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same part? Go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Suns and Clippers, a battle of the second and third best teams in the Western Conference, didn't disappoint. Brendan Queen here with Locked On Suns, coming to you live from Phoenix Suns Arena after a very uh, back and forth win by the Phoenix Suns over the LA Clippers, now moving three games up on the Clippers in the last column and uh, getting the job done. Beating the Knicks and the Mad Streak on Monday, playing a three and two road trip last week on the East Coast and now beating LA like they needed to. First time all season. Uh, Clippers had really taken it to the Suns most of the year. The, the Suns turned that tonight and walk away with the win. For more on the Phoenix Suns, listen to Locked on Suns wherever you get podcasts. A 44-point loss to the 76ers might seem embarrassing for the fifth-seeded Hawks, but it's not as bad as you think. No, seriously. Hello, friends. My name is Brad Roland, and the Hawks go down in Philadelphia by a 44, yes, a 44-point margin on Wednesday. It was a perfect storm, quite honestly. The Hawks had very little talent available. They did have Capella and John Collins, a couple other guys who were in their regular rotation, but for the most part, they were uh, bludgeoned by injuries in this game. Six of their top seven perimeter players unavailable to play, including a late scratch with Bogdanovich, and just a uh, ball run down the hill in a bad way for the Hawks. They couldn't score. Um, this is a season low in points, a season worst point differential, and uh, just from the opening tip, basically, it was all Sixers, the Hawks never led in this game. Um, early on, the energy level just wasn't there for Atlanta defensively, and then once it settled in a little bit on that end of the floor, they just couldn't score enough to keep pace with the Sixers. So no shame in losing this game lopsidedly just because Philadelphia is at full strength or close to it, and the Hawks were absolutely not at full strength, and they'll have a chance on Friday in a quick rematch in one of these two-game baseball-style sets back in Philly to uh, get their revenge with hopefully some more available bodies for the Hawks in this spot. It was a must win for the Boston Celtics as they look to cling to that sixth seed in the East. Hey there, John Corrales here from the TD Garden where the Boston Celtics took care of business against the Charlotte Hornets. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum combining for 73 points in a must win game. Huge win for the Celtics. But the big story here is Aaron Neesmith who contributed 15 points on six of 12 shooting made a bunch of defensive effort plays, including a couple of key block shots that helped trigger an 11-2 Celtics run. Aaron Neesmith has been waiting for his opportunity. He's had ups and downs, but lately he's been defending extraordinarily well and giving the Celtics a little bit of a boost off the bench. It's a potentially big development for the Celtics who have been desperate to get some help off the bench. If Neesmith can keep this up, who knows? Maybe the Celtics can do something. 
As we approach the NFL draft, we're hearing from some of the head coaches for the first time in months. So when Pete Carroll got in front of the mic, it was that rocky relationship with Russell Wilson that everyone wanted to know about. It was really obvious that how a frustration comment can turn into so much follow-up. And, uh, you know, I, I think the speculation in the media was really an obvious factor in, all, in, in how his words were, were portrayed and all. So we addressed all of it immediately. And he knows exactly where I was coming from. And, and I, I told him early on, you know, that this, this could be really a long issue that we're dealing with in the media and I wasn't going to say a word because I knew what the truth was. I felt fine about it. I just knew it was uncomfortable and uh, there was some stuff that you know that was said that, that had to be dealt with and it has been. What I took from that clip was uh, Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson are communicating. They're the best communicators. No one has ever communicated like them. Unbelievable. You'd, you'd be amazed at how well they communicate. The best. The best at communicating. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for today on betonline.ag. It's NFL Draft Day. Here are some prop bets that stand out for the first round. Will the Packers draft a receiver in round one? Yes is plus 135. No is minus 175. I like that bet. I'll take it. I think the Packers are going to draft a receiver. I think they want to draft a receiver. I'm taking that plus 135, and I am making some money. You should, too. Running backs have been devalued in the draft over the last 10 years. How many running backs will get drafted in the first round? The over-under is set at a half. That's another one. I'm taking the over on that one. I think Najee Harris for sure, and maybe Travis Etienne goes. What about all the important offensive linemen? The over-under for linemen going in the first round is six and a half. I'm torn on that one. That's a tough one. To check out the full list, head to betonline.ag where you can bet the NBA, NHL, MLB, and NFL futures. You name it, they have it. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus. Here is another story you need to know. Someday, somehow, the Mets will score runs with Jacob deGrom on the mound, but last night was not that night. DeGrom ties Nolan Ryan's record for most strikeouts through a pitcher's first five starts of the season. And the Mets fall to the Boston Red Sox 1-0. It was his 33rd career start in which he's allowed one run or fewer and hasn't gotten the win. If there is a pitcher who embodies that pitcher wins are a dumb stat, he is it. Joining me now from Locked on Mets, Ryan Finkelstein. And Ryan, how much of this at this point is... The Mets being just not great offensively. And how much of it is mental? Because this is now a story that when DeGrom takes the mound, the bats just don't come alive at all. Yeah, this is a running theme. And the crazy thing is last year in 2020, they hit for DeGrom in the year that didn't really count. So this is just something that he's become known for. When he's on the mound, the Mets don't hit. But this year in general, the Mets aren't hitting. So I think it's a combination of both. It's in their heads. And this offense is not that good right now. Baseball is a superstitious game. How do they change this? Do they need to, you know, just throw a new catcher out there? Do they need to flip some guys in the lineup? Like, how do you how do you do this? Because DeGrom has been unbelievable to start the season and it hasn't mattered at all. And if you care about winning, that just can't happen. I think you bat DeGrom lead off. I mean, he had a 500 <laughs> average coming into this game. I say you just kind of, you know, send a message to his team. You say, DeGrom, you got to do it all yourself. So you're going to bat lead off today and we'll get you four at bats in your seven innings of, of pitching there. The numbers truly just, uh, they they boggle the mind. He finish, He finishes April with an ERA of 0.51. 
I mean, absolutely unbelievable. We we could have a guy win the Cy Young and have eight wins this year. Yeah, I think he had 10 wins his first Cy Young. And he actually, his ERA went up tonight. He pitched six innings, <laughs> gave up one run. And his ERA went, I think, from 0.31 to 0.51. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th through May 1st. Coming up, what are the Patriots going to do at the quarterback position? An amazing question you thought you would not have to answer for the last 20 years. Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. The protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's almost swimsuit season. And that means trying to get back into shape a little bit. And if you're like me, coming out of a COVID fog over the last year means you're not exactly eating the best. You're not exactly working out as often as maybe you should or maybe you want to. Well, we can help with at least one of those things with Built Bar because it truly is the best tasting protein bar ever with flavors like salted caramel, double chocolate, peanut butter, brownie, cookies and cream. All these bars are covered in 100% chocolate and by some witchcraft, by some form of magic, they're able to make them taste delicious and yet still be low calorie, low sugar, high protein and high Fiber. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. After Bill Belichick's free agent spending spree, could he be in for another expensive trip to the NFL draft moving up for one of these quarterbacks who could be primed to fall joining me now from locked on Patriots, Mike debate and Mike it it's sounding like Mac Jones is going to be the number three overall pick. We really don't know how this quarterback group is going to shake out from there, but if Trey Lance and Justin Fields start tumbling, how much do you think the Patriots are willing to give up to do that? I think the Patriots are definitely going to be willing to move up. How much they're willing to move up really is the question of the day, Peter, without any question about it. Look, the bottom line is, is the New England Patriots still have a huge question mark quarterback position. Is Cam Newton going to be the guy that they're hoping he can be? Is Jared Stidham going to be either a reliable backup or maybe he can compete for the starting position? That hasn't completely been ruled out either. So if the answer to either of those questions is – so-so or we're not sure or we're looking to take our chances elsewhere then you're going to see the patriots really i think make a move in this draft to try to acquire their quarterback of the future now in order to move up to get either a field or a lance it's going to take a little bit it's going to take a pretty good draft call uh the question is who is going to be their willing trade partner is it going to be the carolina panthers at number eight uh albert breer a money morning quarterback uh reported on monday that a groundwork for a deal had been worked on between the two teams. Now, that has since kind of been, uh, you know, bandied about whether or not there's any validity to that report or whether or not there's a lot of smoke and mirrors to it. It's still something of, of a question mark. Uh, there are questions out there about moving up for Justin Field. We've heard questions about whether or not they'd be willing to trade with Atlanta for the number four pick. 
Atlanta now seems to be resigned to taking Kyle Pitts at number four. And you mentioned Matt going at number three. So there's a lot of posturing going on. Of course, there's the Jimmy Garoppolo noise that continues to uh, be uh, squawked about. Dale Arnold reporting that the Patriots and the 49ers and Jimmy were all working on a new deal. At this point, Jeff Howell of the Athletic has come out and said that he believes there's nothing going on between the two sides at this time. So there's a lot going on, uh, a lot of noise, a lot of smoke and mirrors in Foxborough. But ultimately, if the Patriots do move up, it's going to be a little bit of a haul. They're going to have to be really sure that the guy they're going after can be their quarterback. Now that we are on draft day here, who is the New England Patriots starting quarterback for week one, 2021? Until proven otherwise, Peter, I'm still saying it's going to be Cam Newton. I think right now with the deal that he signed, I think with all of the signs of what they've done in the offseason, bringing in the two tight ends, upgrading the wide receiver position, really bolstering the offensive line, all signs point to them rolling with Cam at least for this year. Now, at the end of the day, it could end up being Jared Stidham. It could end up being Jimmy Garoppolo if they're serious about trying to bring him back. If it's going to be a rookie that they're going to pursue in the draft, I still think it's going to be a clipboard year for that rookie, no matter who they bring in. Uh, but right now, uh, back against the wall, I say Cam Newton's going to be the starter in 2021. And finally, the Atlanta Braves beat the Chicago Cubs 10-0 on Wednesday. Reigning NL MVP Freddie Freeman had four hits in his first four at-bats, which included a two-run double and a home run. With the game out of hand, the Chicago Cubs sent first baseman Anthony Rizzo to the mound in the seventh inning, and when Freddie Freeman came to the plate, everyone expected hit number five. Instead, Rizzo struck him out, and Freeman could do nothing but shake his head and smile. Baseball is just like that sometimes. Now that you got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on Friday, all the reaction you need from our local experts on the biggest picks from round one. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.